It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Greetings and salutations, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Paw Ones Podcast. I'm your uh co- I'm your host, Luke, with my co-host. I this is awful. This is anyway, a horrible I, intro. This is horrible. Anyway, um obviously I'm not Char. Whoops. And then Bill. um I'm Alanis. What's up? I'm here today. <laughs> if you don't know who I am, you haven't watched this podcast, obviously. And Harith? Hi, I'm also obviously Harris, and it all looks shit. And yes, today we're going to be talking about episodes six and seven of season one of Rebels called uh, Breaking Ranks and Outs- uh, Out of the Darkness, right? Maybe? Out of Darkness. Out of Darkness. Out of Darkness. Out of darkness. Um, so let's just uh, get, the, get, get some uh, cleaning out here. Um, so Char is not here. He is still, um, as we would like to say, battling Aiden. Uh, Aiden? Is it He's Ian? on Camino. He's on Camino. Yeah, 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 yes, he's on Camino. He's on he's, Camino. He's, he got, um, uh, he got recruited by the Republic to, to, to fight the Separatists. And he's on Camino. Uh, but he's still hopefully... in the Clone Wars. He's, he's, his yeah, mind's yeah. like five years back, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It. yeah. So uh, hopefully he is back soon. Uh, things in Florida aren't particularly looking very good. But he just texted me and he said, hope the show goes well. So he's not dead. That's a plus right <laughs> off the bat. At least he's not dead. Uh, but he's not here, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where Char is. Hopefully, he will be back on Sunday for House of Dragon. But uh, yeah, um, but let's uh get <laughs> let's uh let's bring in our guest. Oh wait, wait, do we do the intro first? Oh my god, I'm yeah, so not you, used to doing this. Yeah, you gotta do the you. you All you right, get, well, everything's Char's not here. It's just yeah, I'm just like off. so used to like not doing anything, and now here we go. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. God, I still love that. That intro. I was that intro goes crazy. That intro goes just crazy. The fact I love that it. the fact that you are using a saying that you said that you and your brother have <laughs> been using. How dare you use it in my? We are gonna have words later. It's the new liminal. It's the new liminal. Oh my god! Yes, we got the new liminal. The new liminal. Go crazy is the new liminal. <sighs> Is this the episode where Luke loses his mind? <laughs> yep. I think so. Um, but uh, we have one guest tonight. He was on for the first episode of uh, Rebels. Uh, we have uh, Escape Reality Films, or CJ. Hey, everybody. How's, How's it going, going, CJ? 
Oh, I'm good. I'm excited to talk this episode and the other episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's I I don't really know if these two episodes go together. I don't think they do. <laughs> no, but I don't think they do. But I, don't I think how we I just them together. I think I was just. Okay, just go go ahead. Go through here. Or just sit. That's fine too. This is complete chaos. But <laughs> um uh like this is like uh, oh my god. Anyway. Uh, yeah, to fulfill the schedule. Yeah. Like I was just like, I don't wanna do two weeks of just single episodes because we're gonna be stuck on rebels for like a year and a half <laughs> if I don't do it this way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, these seem to go together. Not even close. Not even close. I thought Carter was the one that grouped episodes together by like storylines. Oh yeah, that's right. We can blame. Well, you thanks, can... Carter. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. All Carter's fault. All we Carter's Carter. fault. Everything. Everything's Carter. He's fault. supposed to be our rebels expert, and he's God gone. Damn <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he wants to say hi. Well, he's not gonna say hi. He's really flustering me right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're gonna be talking about uh. The episodes breaking ranks and uh, out of darkness. Um, but CJ, where can the good people follow you on on social media? So you can find me on uh, TikTok at Kale Blockwood Five. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Escape Reality Films, where we do Escape Reality Star Wars talk on Saturdays. And you can find me on well, that and Twitter Escape Reality ninety four. That's really about it. Awesome, awesome, uh, Caleb. I mean, CJ, whatever you want to Either be called, way. I guess. Either way. <laughs> um, so we have to start off. You probably already know we do uh, explain the arc or episode in two sentences or less. What you got this time? Ooh, so let's see. How do I explain the arc considering this? I arc? mean, I would do I would do two different sentences <laughs> per episode. I think that's a fair. So, so we're so we're going to give him four sentences, four sentences. technically. Yeah. Okay. okay, we'll give you four sentences, uh, a whole right. paragraph. <laughs> Use it wisely. Yeah. Ezra pretends to be recruit to steal data, finds rebel friends in the process. Okay. That's and a good that's one. the first one. Uh, chopper, fuck. <laughs> Chopper fucks up the ship. Hera and <laughs> Hera and Sabine get trapped on Moon World. Okay. Okay. Um, Alanis, because I usually go Char next, then then so since you are Char today. Um, I'm gonna say oh god for I'm just like literally already thinking like oh god. <laughs> it's already <laughs> um a case of missing identity leads to a lot of paperwork. <laughs> it really works. Yes. And it's a sentence. It's a single sentence, yeah. Did you like how I said that he gets a paragraph? Because four sentences equal a paragraph. Well, it's technically five sentences. Yeah. God damn it! I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to be that guy. Um, but you brought that one on yourself. <laughs> Damn it. I, and I was so confident when I said it. You too. were, and I didn't want to break your heart. That's what, I yeah, really that's... didn't want to. Okay, then what about the next episode? Um, I feel like this one's not going to be as good. I'm going to go with um, emo teenager and wine mom have a heart-to-heart Hallmark moment. That's actually good. That's <laughs> yeah, actually like really him. good. See, I like this. 
little thing that we started doing. Thank you, Alanis. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harith? It wasn't Alanis you should be worried about. It's mine you should be worried about. Oh, Jesus True. Christ. A, a teenager terrorist in, infiltrates the fascist empire to gain information. Okay. Solid. 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 Second one is whiny teenager gets mad at mom for not telling her everything. Ooh, okay, that's very yeah. vanilla. That's, that's a really good one. That's a that's a good one, but that's very vanilla. Very vanilla, you know. But that's mm-hmm. very vanilla. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna go the second episode first because I got a funny one for the second one. I have no idea what I'm gonna do for the first one. Emo teen uh, screams loudly at mom while driving, breaks car down. That's two sentences. That's two. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. That. There. That works. I guess. I don't know. Um. And then the first one. <laughs> Gen Z. Uh, Gen Z kid. Goes in and helps other Gen Z kids escape. I don't know. That was just really bad. Both of those were just really. But really you know bad. what? You gave it your best effort, mm-hmm. and that's all that. Are we you pitying me here. right now? Are you <laughs> pitying me are right now? To, are we about to get English teacher Alanis giving grades oh, to our, our summaries yeah. of all the of the episodes? You all did really, really great, and I'm loving the effort and engagement oh that I'm seeing God. in the room stop today. Oh. Don't, stop, <laughs> that's a stop. C-level response. Stop, uh, stop, stop patronizing me. Please. We're getting C's. Really <laughs> we're all getting C's, boys. Hey, but C's get degrees. No that matter what Alana yeah. says, C's do get degrees. I so mean, do. that is the truth. Yeah. Absolutely the truth. So kids, don't overexceed. Be just a regular Joe. Get a C. Oh just God. kidding. Go beyond go above and beyond. Anyway, now we're gonna get into the story of both episodes, which is my thing. All right. You might be wondering, Luke, why are these two episodes put together? They don't go together at all. And to that, I say chaos. Because I don't care. So... The way we have this set up is that I have two questions for each episode, right? And this is just going to be open discussion. Whoever wants to answer uh, is good. So uh, we're going to touch on the first episode, which is called Breaking Ranks. Uh, in the first episode, we see Ezra on his first solo mission with the with the ghost crew. Um, my question is, 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 do you think he is successful in the mission because he has spent so much time on his own? After losing his family, or is it just sheer luck that he manages to get through that whole scenario? I think because he's stronger in the force. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, no other elaboration on that, co-host. No. Oh, me? Um, yeah. Well, you are the co-host. It's very hard to tell which person you're directing to. Yeah, because um, am, am I not a co-host, Luke? Am I? You are. Third? You are. You're like the third. You're like the third co-host, though. So now I'm gonna be like. Spurt. That sounds so mean. Um, is it wrong though? Really? Yeah, that I mean, so mean. We're going in order. It's one, two, three. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm always it's the actual. third. It's just, it's just it's just how it works. I'm just I'm just always in the basement editing. Oh hey, 
You're getting credit, and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Brandon. I mean, I shouldn't be saying thanks. It's it's actually Harris' hard work, and Harris does do a really good job. So I mean, Harris if you like my it. if you like my hard work, go check out Twitter. Yes, go check crazy. out the Twitter. <laughs> go check actually. Uh, if at the end of the episode, I might just. I wouldn't play it. No, copyright also won. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh, cool. yeah. yeah and that's also cool. violence. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. True. Never mind. Never mind. Go, um, go, go to Twitter. Yeah, go to Twitter. Uh, CJ, what do you think? Uh, I think it comes down to the teamwork in this case, because while he could have just gotten the plans and got out, uh, he almost fumbles it right off yes. the bat. Like, if it wasn't for Zaire going, hey, uh, there's a sensor there, he would have fudge the whole thing immediately mm-hmm. yeah that's absolutely and... true and i think like the only the only way he's not able to do that i in that in in the way you said that is that he they he is using teamwork and he's able to do that because he is now with this ghost mm-hmm. crew and it's perfect because he's like starting to learn you can just see the character development of him being the uh street rat that he was when they first when we first see him in the first episode to where he's actually working using what he's learned from Kane and Hera, Zeb, Sabine, um, and like putting into motion and getting people to follow him, which is yeah. very, very important. Um but Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to is he's learned how to work with others because before, like you said, just had to survive on his own. But now he knows how and so it's not as big of a issue for him to work with Zare and uh Jai. No, yeah, absolutely. Um Harith, what are your thoughts? My my brain's honestly blank on this because I was just like, "There you go, <laughs> hey, that's no. perfect." Hey, at least you're honest and you said, yeah. "Hey, I don't know." Instead of bullshitting, because you know what? As a teacher, Alanis, don't you like somebody that's honest? Hell yeah! You know what? I'll Do be you though? Honest, no, though. like, but like, here's the thing: like, as a teacher, would you rather somebody try to make up an a, a malak like a, like the craziest answer, and then you just be like, "No, that's incorrect." You honestly, it depends on my mood. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do enjoy the chaos, but other times I'm like, Bestie, we got a lot to do today. That's so, fair. I mean, I'll be 100% honest. There has been times on Pod Ones where I just completely BS an answer <laughs> out of my ass. But if you do it well, then no one has to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't don't give away your secrets, Harris. What are you doing? My favorite time was during season one of Clone Wars when I didn't even watch the episode. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the episode where uh, they go to uh, what planet is it? It was the, the, the Rex one, like during the snow in season one. I mean, it was oh, yeah, it was the, yeah, the P- Pantorans. There was yeah, also the two Pantoran episodes that, that didn't go together. Yeah, <laughs> man, just keeping the trend alive. Putting two episodes that it's have a no brand. I together. love it. It's a brand. Yeah. You know, we just say fuck it sometimes. The chaos. You know? Okay. It works. Um, but like, yeah, I think it's it, like you said, CJ. It's it is very important that he is he is actively using those skills that he is learning. Um, I'm I can I will be the first one to say that I don't particularly like Ezra's character, but I feel like I'm coming around to him now doing this rewatch because he's not as annoying as I remember him being. And like he he is he's starting to grow on me. Kids starting to grow on me. I will say that. Um also in this episode, we see the process of how some candidates uh become part of the Inquisitorious. Um do we think that we have uh we have seen or will ever see 
an inquisitor that started at the Imperial Academy and went all the way through. No. Okay, why? Um, from what I got from the episode, it didn't seem like that was the actual end goal. It seemed more or less that they were gonna test them and kill them. Yeah, like <laughs> it was more of a ooh on uh, the one percent chance you can be useful, but actually we're just gonna see how much like midichlorians you actually have, and then off you if you're not useful. I I don't think we're ever gonna see cadet. Um, I think it would be interesting though if we did get like, um, like a short story or like a, a novella, even like a comic about like a cadet who thought and bought into this idea of becoming an inquisitor to then so get killed at been, the end. Could have been like Jay. Yeah, die. but if he stayed in mm-hmm. and then uh, got yeah, killed. Stay in the period. Yeah, stay in the guy. Yeah, like I, that would be a story that I would love to see, but I don't think there's ever been a cadet that went all the way through. I mean, I could see it like being like a myth and fable story, like from like George Bailey, yeah. because I know he did like the myth and fable mm-hmm. series for Star Wars, and there are several Inquisitor stories. I could see that being one of them. For that That'd be that. interesting. For I think I, I think it's I think it is interesting though if you think about it, like having like a cadet be force sensitive they find him they find he or she in the like in the process of them being a cadet and they go up and they get stronger and stronger and stronger and then they end up becoming an inquisitor i think that would be a great story to tell in either canon well yeah in canon um maybe like a certain point of view or something i don't know know. no go ahead harris no, like I said, like it could be a myth and legend story, which is like canon adjacent, but not really canon. But it's kind of yeah. canon. It's story within the canonicity. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we we we've never seen one that comes from the academy, but we do actually know what happens to them, to the ones that they believe uh, go to that academy, because their story is continued in these books right here. I've got. Oh, um, how many of those? There are four. Uh, they're called oh. the Servants of the Empire series, and they're all from Zare's perspective. And Ooh. the second book is actually an adaptation of this episode that we watched. Oh, okay. Gotcha, and gotcha. So the rest of the books, though, are Zare's journey looking for his sister, who he mentions in the episode that was taken by the Inquisitors. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. So the Inquisitors do take them for training, but we don't really know how that training works because Zare's taken to a... He tries to fake having the Force, but it doesn't work out. Instead, he gets sent to a different academy. He gets sent actually to um, the one run by... Um, I, think, I think it's Hux's dad. Oh, Brendel Hux? Yeah. Hey, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Because uh, <laughs> he's starting to test out his little theory of uh, we should, you know, brainwash them while they're young rather than cloning or or recruitment, yep. regular recruitment. Which works out for a while. Yeah. And then they get blown up again. Bozo. Yeah. Anyway. And so, yeah. And so there's a little bit of tie in there. And so... Th- I think they do take them. We just haven't seen them 
And I think some fail, some succeed, because, you know, if you're just taking random kids that weren't Jedi beforehand, some of them are going to be able to handle the training and some will just fail. And by fail, I mean die, because that's just the way that the Empire works. Yep. Yeah. Now, do you think if someone, like, only had, like, a sliver of Force sensitivity, they'd let them go? Or do you think everyone's getting killed? It's either, it's pass or fail, and fail I think it's pass. I think it's pass or pass fail. fail. Because, mm-hmm. cause yeah. I th- and I think it's a good thing that Ezra got Jai out of there, because I don't think he was passing. Mm-hmm. He was failing 110%. Yeah. That boy was going to get got real yeah. quick. It may have been Dante Bosco, but... He was no Zuko in this show. <laughs> That's true. I also love how like excited the Grand Inquisitor gets when he's like, I know this kid. I found him multiple times. Just like the way he gets so excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just like he's just like, he's how'd like, you guys the Padawan? Yeah. He's this like, how'd you guys one. not recognize this guy? We've seen you guys have run into him on the street multiple times. It's like he's like, Oh, he used a different alias. Usually he uses Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, I mean, Cassian's right yeah. though. If you just walk in like you belong, they don't yeah. care. Yeah, that's very. Cassian very... had it on lock. Yeah, Cassian, Cassian Andor, Cassian Andor, Cassian Andor. It's it's that like scratches an itch in my brain how he says it. Mm-hmm. Like yes. like like this, Cassian Andor. And there's just something about it. I love You're it. You're welcome. Now I'm going to do this whenever. Make it that my ringtone. Make it yeah, that my ringtone. Cash wow. and Ender. Wow. Wow. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be me saying it? Or no. is it going to be the. <laughs> I thought mine was really good, though. It was really good, but it's not him. I mean, I can never be Skarsgård. I, I can never be him. Any of the Skarsgårds. <laughs> yeah, none of them, actually. Um, But, yeah, I. Like I said, I think it would be an interesting thing to see, um, like like actual story. Because I mean, uh, we know where most of the Inquisitors come from. Uh, they're, they're lost Jedi or they're they're younglings. In Reva's case, they're younglings from the the temple that have been corrupted. So like seeing an, a plain Jane cadet get force sensitivity, for, have like a, like the slightest of force sensitivity, and then work their way up through the Inquisitorius would be would be fascinating. Um, but that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Who knows? Um, I've said this so many times, Brandon. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> it's no. This is a like six year old fucking amazon usb eventually 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 (laughs) eventually when we when it when i move i'll get another sure and show her 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 thing will be up yeah it's like if i move the wire like one half inch yeah don't thing fries (laughs) yeah don't (laughs) the whole thing fries you could see it like here it's like instead of talking here you talk there it's that address yeah, but if I like, I would have to like literally move my entire body. Um, it's a like, whole mess. Whoa, it's yeah. a whole mess. Yeah, if anyone would like to Venmo me though, <laughs> let me know. Oh, on Venmo are oh. always open. Oh my god, <laughs> always open. Watch, watch listeners actually send money to you. I would die. I would <laughs> die. Alanis gets all the donations before us. That'd be the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Now I got a Christmas gift idea. <laughs> that would actually be re- that would actually be really useful. Yeah. That would be very useful, actually. 
Okay, well, we're going to table that for another discussion. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he hasn't. You, yeah. Hey, you know, like Pep, he means it in a nice way, you know? Like, yeah. and I'm kind of like that with our reactions now, ever since uh, a certain episode of, of Rings of Power really just made things tough. Now I do like 30 minutes before. Hey, I need you 30 minutes before. Get in here. Get your oh, mic working. Jesus. Don't yeah. bleed the audio. Yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'd have a whole setup. I got. I would get that fancy mic stand. I'd get like an actual ring light and not like the eight lamps that I have very precariously <laughs> perched at me at the moment. It is I'd, quite, I'd ball. It is, it is, I get headphones that aren't my brother's. <laughs> that actually have a mic built into it yeah no, literally just, i have I, my I, brothers i, I have the, every time i podcast I, I have the extra headset i should just give you that that would save me money you you are correct i love how we're just learning why I'm just like, not I, I can't i can't even you guys also want to know now. about my bad macbook <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's not as bad it's not as bad anymore yeah it's, it's yeah the whole bottom oh. cracked, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah, that did happen though. Yeah. Chaco did say uh, w- <laughs> donations to Meeks for her cosplay. Oh, oh I love that. that. That I love that, Meeks. That would... I miss Meeks. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get her on for Rebels, but she's so darn busy. I know. Uh, I but that. anyway, now on to the next episode, which is has nothing to do with the last episode. <laughs> I Carter. have to keep. I have to keep saying that. Um, so we are on the out of the darkness. Basically, this episode is just like we kind of explained. Everybody kind of explained the overarching uh, the overarching thing through this episode is Sabine, which is interesting to me because it's like when we first see Sabine, she's the biggest she's one of the biggest team players. We don't see her very waver very much and have that distrust. So to see this episode and see her be like, uh, I'm not I like I'm in the same position that I was with the Empire. I, I I'm either going to cut and run or we're going to fix this. And the way that she fixes it is by getting on Hera's case and getting her to go to on this mission to meet Fulcrum. Um, so like my first question is the in the second episode, which has nothing to do with the first one. And I'm going to keep saying that because it's very, very true now. Uh, we see Sabine become very weary and untrustful of the crew, specifically Hera, for not filling her in on what's going on with Fulcrum. Do you think it's her mistrust? Uh, her, do you think her mistrust is only from her past experiences uh, with the Empire? Or do we think it goes deeper than that? I think she's a teenage girl. Like, I, I, like, yes, I think she has a horrifically traumatic childhood and, you know, a lot of deep set trust issues with, like, her own family that definitely bleeds into the ghost true. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, she's a teenage girl. She is in a situation where she feels overwhelmed and she kind of lashes out because of it. I don't think it's, like, an inherent distrust of those around her. I think it's almost like a trauma response of her being like, I don't know how to handle not having all the information because my whole life I've always had to carry the burden of everything. You know who else sounds like that? Moving on. 
Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Anyway, CJ, your your thoughts. Um I, I definitely agree with you. I, I think it has to do with the trauma of everything. Like it's not just one thing or another. And we we learn how deep that trauma goes when we get to season four and we find out what she did for the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what she did was not great. And it definitely would affect you if you realize that you did this thing. And so it makes sense that she's very reluctant to want to just do something without being told what the end game is. And so I, and and so she switched sides because of that. And so for the set new side to be exactly like the old side to her, it's going to take a little bit to, to trust that. But I think this episode goes a long way to, kind of getting trust on both sides. Yeah, emotional damage. Yeah, very much emotional. Yeah. Emotional damage. We got to, dude, honestly, I'm thinking here, Earth, we can pull out clips. We should mm-hmm. make that a clip. Just have it up so that we can throw it out. Just like how uh, Brandon uses uh, because of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, the yeah. Uh, I, I, Hareth, your thoughts before I get mine? No, I mean, like, you guys are killing it with the descriptions of, like, that. of just, like, again, it just forms... I honestly kind of disagree with Alanis. I still think, yes, she's just being a teenager. Yes, she's still dealing with emotions. But I also think it does come from a very traumatic place. And she just doesn't know how to deal with it. And how to deal with this information. Because what I love about this episode is you both... You can see both sides of the coin of Hera being like, I don't want you getting captured and tortured because if you get captured and tortured you're going to give up the information and no one's themselves when that happens and yeah, i love and- the bean side of it like i don't want to get put back in that place where i don't know everything yeah yeah and the capture and torture thing has nothing to do with like because she points it out she's like it's not because you're not strong it's because the empire has tactics that they will figure things out no matter what no, yeah, and absolutely, and that's a great segue. Thanks, Harris, for doing that. Uh, it's almost like you uh, knew I was going to ask that next question. Wow, I, uh, like I was with you when you wrote the question. I, I know, right? Uh, during their during their mission, Hera does state that she doesn't tell the crew specific details about missions uh, because uh, if the Empire captures them, they won't have they won't be able to give out any details. Do we think that this is a this is this is a practice used by all rebel cells or just the ghost crew oh absolutely all because we've we've seen the tactics that Saul uses to get information and if Saul uses those tactics to get information he knows the empire does worse and so i i would not doubt that this is the only rebel cell to be like oh no we we shut things down we don't we we compartmentalize if yeah. they were the only rebel cell that did that the Empire would probably still be around. That's fair. Man, I'm making these questions too. I, I mean, I put it as a joke on the on the descriptions, and I know I was making the joke, but I was not thinking about it until you said it. We saw it in this week's episode of Andor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. I I I I and it's kind of a good segue because Andor is ha- all the events in Andor are happening around this same time. Yes. Near, near yeah. simultaneously. Again, I'm a fucking genius. I am amazing. <laughs> like literally, it's I didn't even plan it like this, but it just so happens to coincide with each other. So this is just fantastic. But um uh it's just it, it, it 
because I mean, he, just talking about Andor, the fact that Luthen drops off Cassian and he's like, "This is how it's gonna go. These are the details that you need to know. This is what this is what he does." Lie to your uh, own crew. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, do whatever is necessary to get him in there. Yeah. Um. Real quick before we go to Alanis slash Chars, <laughs> the bestie <laughs> segment. The bestie, the bestie segment. section. Um. I would like to kind of talk a little bit about Andor and what your guys' thoughts are of people actually thinking that Cassian is the villain of the show. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh. I know. It's it's like, do you guys it's, watch media? Do you understand that this guy, like, the thing is, is that everybody wants to put, and, and this is with House, House of the Dragon as well. Mm-hmm. Like these two scenarios are very closely together because these situations that these characters are in, it's all gray. Mm-hmm. These characters are gray. They're not. There's no right. There's no wrong. I mean, there is right and wrong, but there it, it's more complex than that in both mm-hmm. of these shows. And I just I don't get. I I don't know how you can stand on the, a hill and say Cassian Andor is so, the villain. So for me, the the it's the Cyril Karn issue because the I love there are him. certain there are certain fans though there and there's nothing wrong with liking him but there's certain fans him. that are like I relate to him so much that he must be the good guy and it's the homelander effect from oh. voice yeah like I relate to him so therefore he must not be the bad guy no that's no you can still relate to him and have relatable issues with a character and they are they're still a bad character like mm-hmm. one bad person I shouldn't say bad character he's a well written character bad person yeah. and that's and that's Cyril. He's a well-written character to the point that you start to question it, but don't get it confused. Like specifically, Damon Targaryen. We're not yeah. supposed to be rooting for him. Yeah, but he's like, fucking cool. Yeah, like <laughs> like you can still you can still relate to somebody like Damon and still yeah. find relatable moments, but don't don't start thinking, oh, these relatable moments make him good. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I commented on M's video. Wow, the person that wants to be a fascist is totally the secret protagonist and is definitely not the villain of the show. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> like, it's just, it, it just, it just becomes laughable. You know what I mean yeah. now? And it's like, Cyril, like can't even Cyril take... can still have a turnaround moment. He, we've got another season. Which, which makes, which, M pointed this out during the, I think the later part of our reaction. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she was talking about how there could be a possible bait and switch with either Deidre defecting or or I'm saying Cyril. Deidre. I'm you think Cyril. so? I'm, I think I'm saying really. Deidre. I think they're doing opposite lost stars. I think they'll yeah. flip it. I'd be, I'm saying I'd be interested in it. Really? Well, okay. So so give me give me a scenario of like what causes her to turn against the Empire because she seems pretty. Pretty gun hell for it right now. My guess is she's going to start digging and digging and digging and digging, trying to like prove her point, and then she's going to start uncovering things, and she's going to have a break, like breakdown and defect. I think with um, Karn, what's going to happen is his him being basically kicked out is going to ultra radicalize him. Mm. Like I'm talking like extreme, like these people is what we have to get out of the empire, rather than I don't want to be a part of it. He still loves the Empire so much that he wants to go back in, but worse. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. 
And also because, you know, Callus was blonde, Deidre's blonde. Yeah. I think there's like a running theme. Uh, Brandon, the made, a good, it's the Brandon made a good point in the chat, by the way. About... Yep. Uh, he says Star Wars is giving us, a, uh, giving us a right and wrong despite the gray. Unfortunately, some people's political po politics align with the Emperor. Yeah, very much so. Uh, they don't want to see themselves as the bad guy. Cognitive dissonance. Yes, that is very true. And uh, I feel like it is kind of our job as well, not job. It, like it it it's tough to not call out toxicity like that and just be like you're wrong because it's it just it, it's it's a tough it's a tough one but yeah. no i, I, was, I was but also i think people need to remember that like yes media is a depiction of our real life but like do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs consider a henson razor Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Star Wars is not real. So, like, if someone says, like, oh, my God, like, I love Karn. And like there's they nothing love wrong them. with that. It doesn't mean that like they're a bad person. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't hard. like correlate to them being like awful in real life. And I think a lot of the times people don't know where to separate media and real yeah. life. Because of yeah. course there are important themes in media, but then people just like go all in and just come up with some insane behavior in regard to like some of their takes. Yep. Also, I was going to say uh, on that point as well, this is just more of a... I think more House of Dragons, but also works for Andor. I think I'm going to just kind of pile on what CJ said on top of that. Of yeah. If you like a character, you don't need to rationalize everything they do to make yeah. you like the character, to make him like, oh, this character is good, so I have to like them. Like, no, You could just be like, this character is a fucked up person, but I like them. You don't have yeah. to make like some BS excuse defending them. I appreciate that, mother-in-law. <laughs> Appreciate that. I don't know the word, but I saw it and I read it. So therefore, <laughs> well, you spelt it right. Can you? Uh, it's, I didn't have to spell. Like, I didn't have, to, I didn't have to spell it. I pronounced it correctly. correctly. I've heard that word before. That is a big. That's a big word. A I will big, say yeah. that it's a two big, big words. words. Two big Greece. words. Cognitive is like remembering things. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, see, hey, okay. dummy is learning. So what's um, the second word mean? I'm like Herman Munster in this way, and you are like you're like Lily. So what's the second word mean? Dissonance. It's like that's look at how how it's Brandon distance. used it's it in distance. a sentence. It's like distance, right? Like dissonance. That's or am nope. I completely wrong? Okay, well <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next segment. 
because I don't feel like answering this for the next. Wait, wait. I gotta, can I make one more joke before we move on to the next segment? Yeah, go it goes back to the Tolkien joke. You can you can pronounce all these Tolkien names, but you can't explain to us cognitive dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Galadriel. Um. Uh... <laughs> do I get a fun little intro? Yes, you do. You get charged. <gasps> yes. All right. I'm so excited. Now it's time to get into the lore. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Very Empire-esque, you know? I love it. Which is perfect for what I'm going to talk about. Oh, God. Here we go. So, of course, every time you have me on for Rebels, I do have to push my agenda. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, obviously, episode one... um, we see them at the Academy for the Young Imperials on Lothal. Now, this academy is like a junior academy, so you're just there for a year. That's it. And if you do really well, you can go on to like a specialized version, so like a basically a college. Um, or you just get sent in the random military. Like they're just like, yeah, you're good enough. Bye. Um, so like people like Agent Callus, who is in this episode for a grand total of three minutes and uh, seven seconds. Oh my God. I'm God, glad God. you got that down to a stopwatch. Yeah. I do. It's like counter. she, li- no, she, no, she literally does. Yeah. I shit you not. No, oh, I calculated the entire time he's in the uh, uh, series. One hour, 32 minutes. And uh, I believe seven seconds, something like that. Eight seconds. Um, I have like a running list. Put put her on the spot, Brandon. <laughs> it's honestly, I can feel the callus uh, mention in Andor in my bones. I just I have a really good feeling about it. It's I have Prowess a little agenda. Yeah, yeah, callus agenda. The, the Thrawn agenda as we get closer to Ahsoka. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, anyway, so. With these specialized academies, Agent Callus obviously went to the Royal Imperial Academy. Uh, he did graduate first. Thrawn graduated third. Just saying. Anyway. Um, Thrawn also wasn't good at politics, which you and, do and need is, in the academy. And that is Agent Callus's fault. How? He worked and he did his skills. He gatekept, he girlbossed. He gaslit, he gatekeeped, and he girlbossed. That's why I love him. Um, so anyway... Basically, for a lot of people who were in the um, basic, you know, Imperial Army, they got one year of training, and that training, you know, wasn't as probably rigorous as before. So do we think that this training was, like, practical? Do you think that a lot of the failings within the Empire kind of started at this lackadaisical getting bodies in rather than, like, like quantity over quality kind of active training? I think there was a bit of... uh... Uh, quantity over quality i mean so once again i'm going to use my knowledge from the books because i didn't reread them recently but i do remember a lot of the information and oleg is that bully that we see in the first episode there's a lot of oleg and he is definitely a quantity over quality type Mm. character where Mm -hmm. they brought him in because they were like oh you're tough you're a kid we'll bring you in we need more cadets and they they keep he only really gets promoted because he's tough not because he's efficient and so, and that, but that's just the empire. If, if, if you can bully somebody enough, then we'll keep you around until you're useless to us. Yep. I agree. And this is also going to lead into my, uh, once, well, we haven't had this in a while. Every single time I open, I mentioned Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, cause I mean, look at episode four. 
there's your answer on what the Empire is really about. Literally. They are the most useless, cheapest fucking organization in the entire galaxy. Yes, did they spend a lot of money on a stupid Death Star. Absolutely. He, actually, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we all followed Thrawn's advice, yeah. Thrawn called it out. Thrawn said it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. but then they also didn't listen to him. Well, yeah. Do they ever listen to Thrawn? That's the real question. Never. Uh, I mean, uh, actually, of, yeah, they kind of did. Unless your name yes. is Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, no, Palpatine. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, oh, okay, I have to say, yeah. though, Thrawn did show up at his doorstep and say, give me a job. That's and true. And he did. He, yeah. he gave him a job. He did. This is that was very oh. nice of him. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He's just like, how could you deny that pretty face? You can't. <laughs> And I, I knew you were and that was long hair thrown too, so you know. Oh, feral thrown. If we get that shot <laughs> in Ahsoka, I'm ascending, evaporating. And then, he, and then you're he's never, like, you're not getting it. And then he pulled the, pal- <laughs> the just, pal- just, just to spite me, you are not getting it. Then he pulled the best Palpatine card of Hi, I knew your bestie, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Which I, in a way, like Palpatine shouldn't be like threatened by that. No. Or even like. Like he should be like, okay, cool. It's a Jedi. He's no I think Palpatine alive. was more like, this dude's got the balls to walk into my home and demand well, yeah, a that, job. I, I, yeah. I respect it. I think. I think he's. I, I. I. That's actually probably true. Palpatine's like just sitting here. He's like, okay. He his racist ass is like, oh great, an alien. This is gonna go well. I, I think really. I think really though, where the trouble for the Empire is during this era is while he's efficient, it's Tarkin. I mean, Bad Batch kind of starts to show us the the kind of weak spots of Tarkin, and then we see him in Rebels as well. And because I think he's, I think Tarkin yeah. is at his peak. Uh, like like even e- well, even in Tarkin, he kind of struggles. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's not, and he's not, he's not bad or or anything. He's just inefficient at certain things, and he's bad at no- noticing his own blind spots, like a lot mm-hmm. of people are. But nobody will call him out because it's Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, he's literally the highest rank. He's uh, wait, is he the highest ranking official in the military? He's, he is. He isn't, and he is because he's yeah. a moth. I was like, yeah, because a moth is in a military he title. Is in a military rank, but they still like Get the Empire is so confusing about how they decide to. Yeah, that's why I was like, we should have it be Grand Moth, and they're like, that doesn't exist in the military, and I'm like, then why the fuck do they have it? But I like the because he's like, it's a governor, it's a governorship. But everybody respects him, anyways. It, it's weird. It, that's so strange. The Empire is so fucking dumb, to be honest. It's not even gonna lie. It's so fucking dumb. It is. But, but like, literally, like the the whole point, like getting back to mm-hmm. like the training. Literally, how? Like, literally, anybody is going to fail that freaking, like all those obstacle courses. Like, who in their right mind is going to succeed at that? That is not a sport sensitive. I mean. Well, Oleg, like Oleg that's their once. That's their prerogative. Yeah, yeah. they, they want to sniff them out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's and true. and and we do see that some people succeed. It's just you're not going to be first all the time. No, no. And I just like it, it. It fits so well though, because like the stormtroopers suck at shooting. <laughs> they they have large numbers, so they kind of took what the separatists were doing and maximized it. But made it even worse. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. 
they said it during the like if you watch there was like when they were releasing rebels they released like little shorts on youtube next to it mm-hmm. pablo hidalgo said it during the episode these aren't clone troopers these are recruits that are doing a job they're not gonna be like it's not like the clone troopers where they're bred for combat their entire yeah. life and all they know yeah. is war battle and shooting these are ordinary people that are just picked up after the fall and just be like hi can you shoot a gun yeah hi, pretty much. literally that's why that's why hux is planning to kidnap children and he's yeah. working on it right now. Yeah, fuck senior, Randall fucking Hux. Yeah, what Randall. a douche. What a douchebag. Anyway, um, but like, I also kind of think it's funny, not really funny, but it's like you see the the troopers that they have in Bad Batch, and then you see the cadets, and it's like, wait, how did they? Get, how did they not get? Why did like if the if the Empire was smart, why didn't they just get mercenaries? Why didn't they just get mercenaries? Trust. Because a big thing within the Empire is loyalty, and that's, like, a huge part of, like, Kallus' mm-hmm. arc. Um, mercenaries aren't loyal. Same thing with, like, bounty hunters. They're they're loyal to credits, and sometimes, you know, credits run dry. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, I mean, so I think they knew that they had to kind of brainwash and mold a new generation um, to kind of instill the values both within the Empire and outside of it. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, you know, these recruits hopefully will get to go home. Yeah, uh, yeah, Pep was making some points. Yeah, General's answer to, uh, yeah. My only problem, yeah. That is true, an aftermath reference. Nice job, CJ. Yep. My only problem, though, with Tarkin is that he goes beyond his own region. Like, he tends to command outside of his space. Yes. Like, like he has his region that he is the, the Grand Moff of, but then he also has other regions that he's like, I'm not really in charge, but I'm going to take charge here. Cause... Well, and it's it's so funny because he he does it because he has the favor of the Emperor. Like, literally, if he didn't have the favor of the Emperor. Yeah, because he's he known wouldn't... him since Clone Wars. Yeah, well, no, he's, well, he's even known before. him before that. Yeah. yeah, even before, yeah. Yeah, when he was a, uh, yeah. yeah, when he was a, uh, um, like a, uh, he was a, cad- he was a cadet. No, 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 not a cadet. He was like he a was official of the Republic. He was under, uh. Why am I forgetting his name? The Jedi with the, the like one of his eyes gets slashed and he's like Yeah. No well no 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 even oh. Peel. I'm talking in the Tarking novel, mm-hmm. he meets him twenty years before the even the Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. He's known mm-hmm. him for for years and years and years. Because yeah, he is working with Tarkin. he's he's working with Tark he, uh he's working uh like he's working with the Republic, but it's like they're such a small like they're trying it's like part of the military, but it's like smaller scale mm-hmm. forces, and that's yeah, who he works for. I can't think of the exact. Back when but... I think it's back when he was still like working with Iriadu forces. Yes, yes, yes. Back when he was working with Iriadu, but yeah, um, but yeah. Sorry, Alanis. We kind of just yeah. We right no, now. we were we were straight vibing. Um, I loved it. But you mentioned um Kenobi before. And I think there is a a small lore thing that may or may not exist within this. So at the end, again, of the first episode, we have um, Jai Kel being like, okay, you just can't. I'm out of the academy. Um, You're sending me back to my mom. But how am I going to hide from the Empire? Like, how are we going to be safe? And Hera is basically like, hey, we, we got you. So we saw in Kenobi the path, right? Do we think that that is where, you know, Hera dropped him off? Do you think that he could have, you know, crossed paths with Haja, Quinlan? Um, do you think he kind of went through what we saw in Kenobi? 
it's interesting. I, I think it definitely. I think I think it would make sense if the path is still around. That's what I mean. Like we don't know like the longevity. Longevity of it. Yeah. Right. That's the, well, that's the one question. But it's like I would have to think that the rebellion would still have that. I, I still think the rebellion would be able to to either a finance it or just be they would they would give a little bit of effort to keeping the path alive because right. they would want force sensitives on their in their corner mm-hmm. if if that's a possibility and also i think mon mothma particularly well and also bail are going to see that as a that we need to do this this is the legacy of the jedi we need to keep it alive we we need to do everything in our power to keep force sensitives from falling into the wrong hands yeah and I feel like the path will either in Jedi Fallen Order or there will be a novel made or Reva will get her own show. I think we will get more on the path in the future and and see how it ties into the grand scheme of like the original trilogy. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think that could definitely be. So I know... The only thing I knew for sure, because I was trying to remember, Jai does return at some point, but we don't ever learn what happened to him. So he could have gone down the path for all we know. Um, but he also, I mean, I just know that at some point he does return helping the Lothal resistance. Um, Good for him. <laughs> but I, I think, I think the path makes sense as a like retroactively, oh, this is what he was up to since they never tell us. So there's room for it. Uh, and it would make sense with the narrative that we're now getting in terms of force sensitive characters and how they survive the empire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Harith? I'm just going to make a breaking bad joke. Harith just picks up the phone and is like, hi, I need a dust filter for a Hoover max extract. 60 Pro. <laughs> Can you pick this kid up and get him in the witness protection program, please? <laughs> get him a new name. I don't know what you have to do, but yeah. just do it. No, she calls you. No, yeah. And just live a new life as a farmer. Yeah, she just, just call, calls. Yeah, just call Haja. Yeah, Haja's just like, oh, I have a great place for you, and it's like, oh, It'll be a God. thousand credits. <laughs> we need to, we'll pick you yeah. up at the like the most sketchy like ass like airport, and we're gonna just pick you up and just drive you to Tatooine, and just you're gonna live a new life. No, I th- I think it would be I think Haja like. I, speaking of Haja, I think Haja will show up in Jedi Fallen, uh, mm-hmm. a Jedi, uh, Jedi Survivor. I mean. Yeah, I think he'll show up in Jedi Survivor because Kim Nanjani has done, uh, has done voiceover for Shadow of War. Um, so it would make sense for him, and his character is, I think, alive at this point. Hopefully, well, I mean, Survivor is after Kenobi, to my knowledge, it's still the same year. Is yeah. it really in the same year? Yeah, yeah, it's the same year. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's definitely we get Quinlan, we get any. Yeah, I mean, damn, that's that's just awesome. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's more likely that they, uh, they, uh, that he went with uh, the path. Because I mean, now that we have that context, like why not? It makes the most sense, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that you can retroactively change that. There's no reason not to. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and you can definitely hear Kumon yep. say that, say that exact line. That's hilarious. But yeah, um, discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. 
Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Hold on. We'll answer this one. Didn't take all those lightsabers with him. They would have slowed him down. He couldn't carry the weight of that emotional baggage. Yeah, that's... That too. Yeah. I he was already dealing true. with a lot. Yeah. Oh, he wanted to be nice. He wanted to give a donation to whoever wherever came in the path. Thanks. He just wanted to give him all the lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lightsaber. You, you get, get a, a lightsaber. lightsaber. Oh, Everyone man. gets a lightsaber. No, yeah, absolutely. Look under oh. your seats. There's one there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New Kyber crystals installed and everything with new switches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they have the twist. You can activate it with a twist yeah. now. And man. And if you're really lucky, there's a light whip. <laughs> Somehow they just have uh, a Nestor's yeah. lightsaber. It's just like yeah. dusty as hell, and like it's like stop working. You just like get like shake it like crazy to get it to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a shake weight. You gotta. Oh man! So <laughs> you charge it. It's how you charge yeah. it. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, well, Alanis, that's it, and th- that is it for lore. Now, in my, in yes. my experience. There's no such thing as luck. So, real quick before Harith gets started, my brother-in-law texted me and said that my sister didn't know what cognitive dissonance is either. So, great. I'm not the only dumb one. Awesome. It's just Thank a Nebraska you, thing. I... <laughs> you still have time to take that back. I don't. I'm not time. taking that back. All right. Well, I'll hold it against you. Well, All right, Harris. I can just nice and do the ring style for tonight. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hold. I it. have the power don't. here. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, um, it's very similar to Alanis's question, but still kind of slightly twisted and different. Also. We will get on the Thrawn agenda again, I promise. It's going to happen. It's going to be inevitable. So obviously we see the training of cadets, more like you said, like more like a junior style training, more than anything. Obviously we see it in Thrawn 2017 when Thrawn goes through the Imperial Academy. We see it in Lost Stars when Thane and Sienna go through the Imperial Academy. So obviously this is the first time we see it in canon, but still I'm going to compare it to the other two because we have the other two, so why not? How do you feel like this compares to the other two and like its depiction of Imperial training for cadets i think it shows more of what we traditionally think military training is like the very like sir yes sir walking in the hallways like being that almost like obedient you know servant to your like co um whereas i think with like the thrawn and lost stars depictions it's, it's more nuanced we have like more of an emotional tie where i think this is leaning a little bit closer to the physical toll um, rather than so much on the emotional. I also think uh, it's also different because usually with Thrawn and with Lost Stars, we're seeing more of the 
higher up type of like officer training compared to like the grunt training. That's really. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing somebody who's going through the, you know, the hardcore boot camp style training versus somebody who's more I'm learning the paperwork and the official rules and how to run things, because that's always I mean, even in with our military structure, we have officers and then we have regular military usually you have to go through both but we don't tend to see that in star wars usually the officers just go straight to officer camp (laughs) yeah luke yes what both of them said i'm not even gonna try Uh, i was gonna say you you, you what i did earlier in the episode oh yeah absolutely segment two 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 can play at this game two can play at this game got it don't worry you didn't miss anything Brandon, just a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> what what is new? But Pod One's nonsense persevering. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Anyway, guys. moving on to the next episode. Even though, like Luke said in the earlier episode, these two do not to. fucking go together. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Sabine and Hera arrive on the bases on an axis, and this is very interesting. Now, again, like just like this one is, we're watching this after the final season of Clone Wars, where. Alanis's favorite character, Hunt Crosshair, was on that base before it obviously we see it in a really shitty state now. So I was gonna say, do you ever think we'll get like a short story or maybe if they're baldy, a full book or a comic about how this base just got invaded with bats essentially? I would love I think if it were to happen, it would be almost depicted as like a flashback. I like I don't yeah, like, I don't know if it would be, like, a full, like, you know, endeavor, but I think it would be cool if, you know, it was someone's perspective in some way, um, kind of looking back and describing it. So we do have a little bit more of those details, um, but I think if they were to do it, um, it would be, like, some, like, flashback style montage. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if we saw any hints of it in the Bad Batch Season 2 trailer or not. But I don't think so. But I, I also wouldn't like I would also not be surprised if flashbacks, but I would think that maybe if if they want to lean into it, they could put it in Bad Batch season two and show us like have them some the Bad Batch somehow be involved with what goes down. And maybe it connects it to the rebellion and why it becomes a rebellion drop off site. Mm. Yeah. Um, do we know for a fact that that's the same base? Yes, it's modeled the same. It's the same entrance. And if you look it up on the StarWars.com trivia for this episode, it says Battle Station on an Axis original location was supposed to be the unfinished arc for Bad Batch. They even say it in the description. Because remember, Interesting. StarWars.com oh. was releasing the unfinished episode. So they did, go to, Na- so they did go to an Axis then. Mm. Yes. You even see Why did I not pick that there? up? Oh my god, I'm an idiot. But like it, yeah. I, I, I think that. Well, and you also have to remember, Rex knew of all of these drop off, the all of these like hidden uh, bases. Uh, we we learn more about that in season two. Um, but like the, you could get, you could have a mission where Rex is like, "Hey, you need to go pick up the supplies that was left at this abandoned." Uh, abandoned um, uh, base on an axis, which, if I'm not mistaken, an axis is like in the m- outer, outer rim. rim? Yes, because yeah. during the outer, outer rim, rim? Yeah, 
And it's like the Outer Rim is like one of the biggest areas throughout the entire galaxy, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like it's easy for them to have these misplaced uh, um, uh, misplaced uh, bases. I just so uh, it imagine just Luthien just shows up, just puts a curse here and be like, hey, hey, hey Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. <laughs> Cassian Andor, I need you to go and, and, and connect with the Bad Batch. And then he just like puts his wig on and goes and just hyperspaces the chorus on. Which, by the way, man's like that meme that everybody has of him just like looking like, like putting on the face. I'm In like, oh, I, I love it. I feel that every single time I wake up. Like, no, I, I retweeted one like before the episode of the podcast saying meme emotionally crying before coming on the podcast, acting like nothing's wrong, and it's just like yes. him with the wig, and it's like yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that 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 does happen quite often. It's like why, why? Um, but yeah, uh, Harith, do you have anything else? No, I do not have anything else. Well, I guess it's time for my second segment even though i technically shouldn't have second segments because char is fighting ian in a boxing match i don't think he's gonna win <laughs> i i really hope something uh, do, that does not happen to char so that we're just like oh god we gotta cut char that. we love you yes yeah and um, and that's the moment when we went from seven viewers to four after that joke harris god damn it well also just like son of it's my segment now. <laughs> okay. Three interesting facts you didn't know about a certain Rebels arc up until now. Part 5, Breaking Ranks and Out of Darkness Edition. Fact 1. The training trails we see in Breaking Ranks were based on a lot of... Eh, were break, eh, my god, my, my words are not going together. It's hard with the, the voice, Charlie. Now you know, now you, now you, now you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's karma. Not fun. It's karma. It is karma. And, it, and it's paying karma. off really... Right yeah, right karma for you saying that he was boxing Ian and he would lose. That's on you, man. That's I mean, on you. I'm just continuing the bit. It's what you taught me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we taught him too well. Anyway. Yeah. Back to one. The training trails that are seen in Breaking Ranks were based a lot on the traps that we've seen in the Kamina arc in Season 3 and the box in the Kenobi Undercover arc we see in Season 4. Fact two. Breaking Ranks has a new detail about the E11. We see the obvious two modes of live fire, which are live fire and stun, but this episode introduces a third mode, which is a low-power sting blast. I mean, you can put that on screen. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) You're not wrong. Anyway. Like I was saying, it's a, they added a new third mode, which is a Sting Blast, which is basically a reference to uh, New Hope when uh, Luke is training with the remote training device and it stings him with the blaster. Fact three, this is the most important one. I want everyone to pay attention to this one very carefully. They canonize space waffles. Like, what else do you want from this fucking episode of Outer Darkness? They canonize space waffles. Come on. Also, Fuck you, Char. No pancakes. Also, also... <laughs> All right, that's that's oh. uh, that's a good. I'm a statement. waffle gal. I'm here for it. I've got uh, so I noticed this just because my stupid talking brain goes to it. Um, it's not it's intentional, like, it, Luke. No, no, it's probably not intentional, but I want to say it anyway. Fuck you. So, so, but okay. So Dave Filoni is a big talking fan, though, because he did he did do the whole like uh, uh thing with with Gandalf and Ahsoka when people were like mm-hmm. wondering if she had died or not. The I, I I I think it was intentional to show that these 
these monsters can't that they the whatever you want to call them can't go past a certain spot because of the light, which is very reminiscent of Tolkien explaining why the orcs can't walk out in in sunlight at all either. So I found that kind of interesting. Found that a little, you know, connecting. Go watch our reactions to Ring of Rings of Power. You really had to get that in there. <laughs> yes. I remember okay. you texted me this like, this should be your three interesting facts. I'm like, Luke, that's not intentional. It, what? It, but it was a good try, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Are we going to give him a C for effort again? <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. But uh, let's get to ranking the episode. Uh, CJ. Wait, hold on. Not That's spoiler not a spoiler alert. alert. Uh, wow. Spoiler alert. Yeah. CJ is going to pick out the ranking for this episode. Ooh. Actually, two. Uh, oh, yeah, that is two. I would give breaking ranks captain yeah okay. it's 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 good and it gives us a little more of Ezra's character growth and the growth of the crew but it's not the most outstanding episode and even though it gave me more books to read and I like the books it's not it's it's not in the tops that's fair I think it's a lieutenant to be honest or a lieutenant as British folks like to call it, or <laughs> or your or your your best character Luthien says, uh, yeah, Luth uh, Luthen Luthen, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, might yeah. Actually, I might actually also turn it to a lieutenant because, yeah. Alanis, um, I'm gonna go with Captain for both. Captain for both. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I love Rebels so much, I don't think in my heart I could rate anything lower than the captain um but i nothing crazy or significant that i think happened in these episodes like when you mentioned um the titles to me like they didn't ring a bell mm. and normally if you know i can remember like a title of something i'm like oh that's at least at you know admiral slash grand admiral status already Aerith? i would have to agree with alanis captain for both See, I would give out of darkness captain, but breaking ranks lieutenant. Yeah, that's kind of what like I'm that's at. Fair, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna give uh, both of them. I'm gonna give one, uh, give episode two captain and episode one uh, lieutenant. So is it like a lieutenant on the verge of becoming a captain? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it is. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so as well. But um, that is going to be the end of this episode. Uh, CJ, where can the good people follow you? So you can find me here on YouTube at Escape Reality Films, where we have Escape Reality Star Wars Talks live on Saturdays around 1, 1, 1.30 Central Time. And then we have my Twitter, which is Escape Reality 94, where I just tweet whatever's on my mind and retweet my friends. And then we have TikTok, which I need to get a little better on. I've been a little busy this these past couple weeks, but uh, that's Caleb Blockwood 5, where I just talk my Star Wars thoughts or show my dog off. There you go. There you go. Harris? You can find me at Hair Productions on TikTok, Instagram, Hair underscore edits on Twitter, and you can find me here at the Bob Ones Podcast for our episodes on Rebels and Andor Reactions. 
And Alanis, where can the good uh, people follow you? Since you should do the pointing thing, please do the pointing thing. That point does. You can follow me at not. I don't know how he does. He just... Wait, no, he points out. He points out the name. He points out the like name. This. No, 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 babe. Like he points out the like his name, name on Streamyard. Streamyard. Oh. This is where it is for me. Uh, uh go to the left. This way. Go to the left. All the way to the left. All the yeah, way. There right you go. There. there. Right well, it's, there. Uh, oh, I have my thing mirrored that's why um <laughs> i don't like it when it's inverted it makes me feel weird um okay so that's why i was so confused anyway okay here we go um you can follow me at not a kyber on tiktok twitter and instagram uh you can listen to me over at sith face podcast um anywhere that you listen to things um our latest episode came out called tuesday called pride and third degree burns where we made our own fan uh fiction it's a reader ex burnt Anakin. It's pretty funny. You should listen to it. But I also do this every single time Alanis is on, especially for this episode for Breaking Ranks. You should follow her Twitter about Agent Callus and where oh, he is. I always forget my own agenda. <laughs> I always remind you. I always forget my own agenda. It's because it's a part yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, yes, you can follow Is Callus Back on um, Twitter. We are on day 96, and I am going insane. I don't know how to follow that one up, but uh, you can follow. Well, you also forgot something else that you're involved with. Oh, this this teaching thing is so much. No, not, we'll, we'll deal not we're not we're not we're not talking about that. What we else got... are you involved with on Sundays? Oh, House of Dragon rewatch. Yeah, I'm there too. Reaction. Reaction. Like, whatever. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you can follow us at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you guys would be so kind, like the stream. That would help us uh, go a long way. And if you haven't, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, go check out some of our content for Lord of the Rings, uh, House of Dragon, and Andor. And and uh, if you want to go back and watch Kenobi reactions and everything, that'd be great too. Please. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> merchant the guy hate you i hate you right now i mean that is literally luke okay just because he looks like me doesn't mean i am that person okay all right i remember char in the reaction on android like that looks like luke i'm like no that's not luke luke's in rings of power get it right char (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's gonna be it on to the next one for light and for life uh for the republic we are all the Republic. Whatever. <laughs> this episode is fucking chaos. I'm not even going to say yeah. what to force me with you. <laughs> all right. Always. Have a what good one, fuck guys. with this episode? <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.